We don't listen with our ears. We actually, it's a fully immersive experience. We're listening with our bodies. Welcome back to another episode of Voices of the Goddess, where brilliant women come to take a break from their successful and sometimes overwhelming lives to level up, live free, and create abundance. If your hectic life has you feeling a bit lost, if you're building your career brand or business, or if you simply want to get the most out of life, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Julieta Wenzel, founder of Body and Soul PT and Soul Candy. And I'm your co-host, Graciela Laurent, professional portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. Whether you're relaxing with a cup of coffee or running around town, we've got you. Whatever you're doing, thanks for bringing us along and sharing a laugh. Here comes the magic. Hello, our friends. Oh, yes, this is wonderful. There is Amazing. no Amazing. Woo! All right. So I was thinking that every time I come on, I always think about where are our listeners? What are they doing? I know we have someone who listens while they walk. I know we have people that listen while they drive. What's going on out there? So anyway, I say that to say that guys jump on our Facebook group circle of the goddesses. I would love to hear from you. Yes. Um, (laughs) And we not we talk about this. I mean, obviously we have our local tribe that listens, but I love when I go on and see like someone listens in Mongolia and someone listens in, at one point we were ranked in Sweden. I'm like, how crazy is that? That people in Sweden are listening to us. But um, it just goes to show the world is getting smaller and smaller, right? Like it, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. And I love that the message is truly international because that's really the, the big important part, right? Is that what we're talking about is empowerment. We're talking about um, being your best self. And that has nothing to do with culture, religion, politics, or anything else, right? It just has to do with this human experience. So let's take a second. Thank you guys so much for listening from everywhere. We're so excited and so appreciative of you all. Well, and I think that's something too that people think Well, at least in the United States, I know a lot of people think that people in other parts of the world are so different. And when it comes down to it, you know, yes, we have cultural differences, but we are, we're all human and we're all one and uh, we're the same. (laughs) We're the same, but different. (laughs) I love it. So what's been going on with you? What's up? What's happening? So I want to tell you this story about the other night in my house. I was thirsty. And so I went to the kitchen and I poured myself, I thought I poured myself a full glass of water to take back with me, but because it was dark, I couldn't really see. And so I stuck my finger in the cup to see, make sure, you know, that there was the right amount of water in it. And I was like, there's no water in my cup. And I pour some more water in and I stick my finger in again and I check again and there's still no water in my cup. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm not filling my cup. (laughs) Like it wasn't just like a water thing. It was this realization on a level. Like I think I fill my cup and I preach to my clients and my friends. You got to fill your, you got to fill your cup because you can't pour from an empty cup. And I just had this realization that, oh my God, I think I'm filling my cup, but I'm really not. And I think a lot of us are probably doing it that we just get so busy and wound up in all the things that we're doing and we think we're filling our cup, but it really needs to be more full. 
Yeah, I think that's such great awareness. Like, well, first of all, I'm curious where the water actually ended up because something was empty. Something happened. Maybe you were pouring over the sink and you were actually pouring it down the drain. Who knows? Which is a whole it was on the counter and there was no water on the counter. So I don't know where the water went, but it, it was, you know, and maybe I, you know, it was, it was night, it was dark. And so I couldn't really see what I was doing. And um, so I thought I was filling my cup and I wasn't. So I was even what you just said is such a message in and of itself, right? You thought you were filling your cup and you weren't. And, um, you know, maybe you have a leak, you know, like energetically speaking, right? Like, this is why I so often try and have these type of conversations to just remind myself of what I'm supposed to be doing. Because when we all finish, you know, the course or the book or the conversation or the thing, we're like, oh, yeah, we got this, you know, we, we, we're, we can fill up our cup every day. And then little by little, you know, evaporation happens, right? Like the sun beats in a little too hard that day and just steals a little bit of your water or you have a minor crack and you don't realize that some person or some event or some group or something is just taking a little bit of your water, right? So you think you're filling it up, but you've got a leak. You, you've got something is, right, taking it away. I mean, I think it it takes just such good awareness and such um, an active like it takes a conscious effort. Does that make sense? Like, it's not mm -hmm. just like, oh, I had one really great experience and now perfect. I'm it's healed forever. You know, it's more like, Hey, check on yourself, right? Check on it every day. So what did you do differently since you had that experience? <laughs> well, I'm actually like, I, um, I'm sitting down with myself and figuring out like what things actually fill my cup and, and how might I fill my cup more? So I haven't had any huge awarenesses yet on what exactly I'm going to do to to fill my cup more, but I it's it's something that I'm thinking about and I'm going to figure it out. And it's listening, right? Just listening and being aware to what's going on around you, right? Maybe it's right in front of you. Maybe. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a really short break here and then we're going to come on with our guest. It's tough trying to have it all, isn't it? You're successful, super busy, mostly happy, but something's missing. We know what's missing. Lean in. It's you. It's the authentic expression of yourself. It is time to uncover your true self and create the fulfillment, joy, peace, and freedom that you crave. Introducing our life-changing retreat, designed exclusively for women who are ready to release self-doubt, find balance, and embrace their authentic selves. Join us as we embark on a journey where the magic of Mexico will ignite your spirit and set your soul free, I promise. <laughs> Nestled in the heart of Mexico, the captivating beauty of San Miguel de Allende provides a magical setting for our retreat and a sanctuary for women seeking profound change in their lives. Our facilitators will guide you through a series of empowering workshops, enlightening ceremonies, and rejuvenating practices, all carefully curated by us to empower you to let go of self-doubt and step into your true potential. Each day you'll be surrounded by the warmth of like-minded women ready to embrace self-discovery and all of life's possibilities. And what's cool is that together you'll form an unbreakable bond, supporting and inspiring each other as you navigate the path 
towards a more fulfilled and empowered life. There's plenty of alone time set aside for you introverts so you can recharge and rejuvenate. Amen. <laughs> the retreat venue itself is one of a kind. Imagine a sprawling acreage nestled at the foot of a volcano. It also has botanical gardens, sacred spaces for ceremonies and reflection. It also has a magnificent dedicated spa room made entirely of quartz crystals and a sauna and a cold plunge pool. That's totally me. I'm in the sauna. There's even a therapeutic donkey living there. <laughs> I'm so excited. Can't wait to meet the donkey. Plus every culturally rich meal is cooked for you. All you have to do is sit down and enjoy the experience. I'm sorry, home cooked meals in Mexico? Yay! So we'll also visit natural hot springs, check out the pyramids, do an easy nature hike, and we're gonna explore San Miguel de Allende. But the highlight of this trip is going to be Dia de los Muertos. It is a time-honored tradition, city streets filled with painted faces. It's not just an homage to your ancestors, it's a celebration of the new you. And it's all included. <laughs> so imagine coming back home and waking up each day knowing that you have the tools to create a life that brings you joy every single day. And it's all within reach. So the time is now and space is limited. So visit our website at votgpodcast.com to learn more and reserve your spot. I promise you the journey to a more fulfilled and empowered life starts here. We can't wait to create this magical experience with you. See you soon. Hello, Esther. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're great now that we've worked through all these technical <laughs> difficulties getting you on here. Well, I know we're going to have an awesome show, so I'm looking forward. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So will you please take a moment and introduce yourself to our audience, tell them a little bit about what you do and what keeps you passionate about doing that? Sure. Thank you. Um, so my name is Esther Lam, and I'm currently the CEO of Lam Industries, which is a high-end audio manufacturer, which when I tell most people when I, when I meet them, like high-end audio what? You mean Bose? And I'm like, no. So I have to make this reference that like, okay, it's like the Bugatti or the McLaren of audio. And that's not to like sound snobbish. It's just to kind of point out that it's machines that are really made with, you know, the highest, you know, the highest level of parts and thought process to it. And, um, you know, my father, this is our 30th year. My father uh, was dubbed as one of the top 10 acoustic engineers in the world. And I grew up uh, in this, in this business, in this industry, always kind of knowing one day, I'll take over, not really realizing, though, how exactly, because I was kind of the opposite of my father in the sense of like he was, you know, the engineer. He was really a scientist. He, he loved to say he was a scientist and an engineer and an artist, because for him, creating um, these amplifiers and these electronics wasn't just to, you know, to go to mass market. It was really about elevating the soul. And, um, and, and that's what really keeps me passionate because, you know, growing up with a classical music education and going to, you know, I did ballet for classical ballet for 10 years. I was exposed at a young age to music that really, and I love all genres of music, you know, not to say like I listen to hip hop and I could listen to country and I could listen to rock and pop. 
But there's something to be said when it's, you know, classical music and you hear all the instruments, it's not synthesized, right? And so um, when you're listening, you're really elevating the soul. That that was one of the one of his goals for humanity, that it really brought up people's consciousness. And that's what really keeps me passionate, you know, that I get to be at the helm with my stepmom and our chief engineer. Unfortunately, my father passed away last year. So, you know, it makes it just so much more meaningful to be able to do this and, and continue his legacy. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, while you're talking, it makes me curious because um, I'm a healer. I have a sound bed, so music comes through. But as you're talking, I'm like, have you guys considered like using this at all for healing purposes? Yes. So it's so interesting that you say that, you know, we moved to Miami, we moved the headquarters. So we were based in New York and Brooklyn. And um, I went to an event. I actually go almost, I tried to go every Wednesday, I go to a sound bath and um, I'm very into all that. And um, fr a friend of mine, uh, he's a rabbi, Rabbi Harry, um, they have, uh, they're doing like psychedelic healing. Okay. And um, they opened up a bunch of places, both in Israel and in Miami, a few other places. And we were discussing this. And I would be really curious um, to bring to bring in a system to see what it does for people, because when, especially when someone is at, in that space. Right. And, and they're they're trying psychedelics and, you know, you're kind of in the zone. Even music from like, you know, our phones is uplifting. Right. It's like, wow, you're like you know, in a different space, I can only imagine what, you know, what it would be like to listen on our system. So yeah, I, 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 we are considering like to do, you know, kind of a low key activation. And that's what I love about Miami. There's so many opportunities to do cool things like this. There's definitely opportunity everywhere. And I will tell you that you definitely have two uh, interested parties right here because- okay. <laughs> you know, okay, so we'll talk offline about that well, for sure. You know, when, uh, even to this day, but to me, like, um, there's something about sound that, like you said, just goes into you everywhere. And I've always loved, like, as much as I enjoy listening to music out of a speaker, or whatever, I love it. Like in my head, do you know what I mean? Like I want to be surrounded by sound the way you're surrounded by water when you go underwater. Does that make sure. sense? That makes a lot of sense. Actually, my father, one of the unique things about him, you know, we came here as immigrants. So he literally started the business with a dollar and a dream. And, and a lot of people thought like, you're crazy. You're, you're, you're not going to like, get into this industry where, you know, most people that start, they have capital, you know, it's kind of a generational business. And it's because we didn't have an R&D expense. And that's one of the biggest expenses in manufacturing. That's because he came out with a theory. Basically, um, he always said that we don't listen with our ears. We actually, it's a fully immersive experience. We're listening with our bodies. So he created the theory, basically, how we interpret sound and the way sound travels. And based on that, on all the mathematics, right, he was able to very um, exact, you know, develop the each, each product. So it was always something that I heard, you know, that it's, it's really immersive. It touches us. It's not, it's really not just the ears and it has a power. If you, if you notice again, I don't knock any genre, but there's certain, um, sounds that make me feel not well, 
Okay. And it's in certain genres of music. It's like distorting the frequencies. And then there's a reason why, and, and I'm sure as, as you're doing the sound baths, there's certain sounds that are literally, it's healing, it's enveloping you, you know, this kind of like cocoon and you feel well, you know, not just because you're hearing it, you're actually feeling it. So, yeah, I was having this conversation with myself this weekend about like, we don't see with our eyes and we don't hear with our ears, um, even though that's what like we think we're doing. And then science will tell us that like, we're actually hearing and seeing with our brain. But like, I invite people to hear with your heart and hear with your soul. And it's a completely different experience. I agree. And um, beautiful. Um, and everything is frequency. So music and sound is a very special way to use frequency. And, you know, like you said, like some of, some of the music that's out there doesn't feel good and you need to, to pay attention to that and don't expose yourself to it. If it doesn't feel good, that's your intuition telling you that this isn't necessarily what you should be doing for yourself. And, um, you know, when something feels good, like follow that and go with that. And sure. Sure. It's, uh, I always say it's interesting. You know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like if you're watching a scary movie and I, t- I used to in like my youth, but now I, I stay away from that because I'm like, why would I want to fill my vessel with that kind of imagery and whatnot? But if you take the volume off and you just look at the visual, it's not scary. You see that it's theatrics. Hmm. You know, but you could actually not be watching, but you hear that scary sound and, you know, the buildup, that's what gets you, you know, nervous and, and, and scared. So sound is very powerful. We did an event with a famous Israeli artist, Ron Agam, for Art Basel. And, um, you know, he asked me, um, what do you think the highest art form is? So naturally, I thought he would say art because he's an artist. And he said, no, it's music. He said, I listen before I paint, before I create. It's very interesting. You know, there's a lot to learn about sound and and, and the power of it and how to heal actually the world. Yeah. They, you know, there's all these theories about creation, but there is the theory that, you know, everything was created from sound. Um, Like the Aborigines believe that, um, you know, earth was created through the sound of the didgeridoo. And, um, but yes, sound is a creative force. And so choose wisely what you're what you're creating with that sound. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. how exciting that you've taken over um, what is now your dad's legacy. Like, let's talk about being a uh, female entrepreneur in this industry. Are there very many um, women doing what you're doing? So I would say no. And that's only because... Not because there's some barriers to entry. I think really it's based on taste. Um, you know, like I, I just spent a week uh, in Utah with a friend and our premier dealer. He was one of my father's closest friends. And I, I basically, I, I told him I got a crash course in like, in, in reality and really, because he kept telling me, you don't, you still don't really understand what is it that your father achieved and what the product is, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, to paint you a picture, he has basically close to $2 million worth of equipment. We're talking about turntables that are a quarter of a million speakers that are, he has the vintage speakers, the old JBLs and, um, you know, and other brands. Um, 
And again, it's not again, it's not to show off like, oh, look at me, I can afford this, right? It's more that, you know, the old school design was just very different because of where the recording industry is. Now, to, to, to answer your question, most women weren't really into, even for me growing up with this, I was very nervous using his LP player. That's like a quarter of a million dollars. Oh my gosh. Just because the cartridge alone is 30,000, you know, so there's all these, you know, moments that I think more men have been into, like into gadgets in general, right? What I feel that we're bringing to the table and I'm not out there. So look at us, you know, we're, even though we had an article in the Miami Herald that said second generation female entrepreneurs, I'm not writing that angle. I'm not trying to say like, oh, look at you guys. You haven't been allowing women in because there are quite a few women in the industry also in, in a similar position or even as reviewers, which is exciting. I just feel because it's been so gadget based that women felt that there's this barrier to entry because like, wait, I don't know this. I don't know how many ohms per watt, per channel, per this. And one of our goals is really to make it more um, approachable, you know, that you, you you don't really, I don't want to say you, you have to know nothing. Obviously, you, you should, first of all, you should love music. But to be honest, you could have somebody come set up your system. You could even, do, like, for, for women that are, you know, tech savvy, it's not, especially if you're not using an LP uh, player and you're streaming or, uh, you know, using a DAC, which is a digital analog converter, and then you're able to stream the setup. It's like setting up a television. So that I, I feel like that's one of the things that I'm very passionate about to bring into the universe to be like, you know what, if you love music, you don't have to be a dude, you know, don't be afraid, you know, and, and everyone deserves to listen to music in its purest form. So whether you're male or female. Yeah, absolutely. And as much as this is a, um, you know, women focused uh, podcast, it's also very male friendly. You know, it, it's not us versus them. It's not, you know, yay women and bad men, quite the opposite. It's the um, equalizing of everything, right? So that, oh my God, I just made a sound reference. That was funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's really um, about what are our limiting beliefs, right? Because it's accessibility, yes, right? Being exposed to these things. Like now I've seen a lot of nonprofits that are for like young uh, girls to become DJs and things like that, which is really cool. Because um, you're right, we don't talk about this kind of stuff in school, right? Um, the, the technics, you know, the, the technology behind the sound. But um, I wanted to ask you about your own limiting beliefs. Like, what limiting beliefs did you have to let go of to get to where you are today? Um, well, first of all, the limiting, I, I, it's interesting. It's a very interesting question. So at first I was like, oh, I could do this. I'll, I could run a manufacturing company because I had all these other, you know, successes and I was a fundraiser for 10 years and I knew nothing about it. And I got into that space and I excelled. And then I used to help my husband run his like, CBD and retail and whatever it is. And I'm a, that is one thing that I'm very grateful I inherited from my father's have good brain genes, I guess I, I pick up on things I learn quickly. And so in the beginning, I didn't have limiting beliefs. But then when I when I had to roll up my sleeves, I started to feel like 
I have these limiting beliefs. Oh, I'll never be able to do this. You know, who am I kidding? How am I going to run a manufacturing firm? You know, and slowly I've been shedding those beliefs because you know what? We all start somewhere. And, you know, if you think it and you believe it, you will do it. That is, you know, that is something my father had extraordinary perseverance, right? Coming as an immigrant, coming to this country, kind of picking up a second time in his career, because back in the former Soviet Union, he had like 500 people under him. I'm just finding out information that like he ran this brand that they, you know, there was no private companies in the former Soviet Union. So whatever brand he worked under, you know, they sold overseas and he was their cash cow. Now to come here as an immigrant, and he was a little bit older than I am now. I'm 43 right now, you know? So, um, you know, I think the limiting beliefs, it, it, it's what we choose to believe. Now, again, I understand that I cannot be an engineer, right? But I could learn enough from my chief engineer to un- at least understand, and that's what I've been doing, to understand what it is that we are doing, why we are doing it this way, you know? So it's, 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 it's interesting question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, they say um, good leadership is really defined by um, creating a safe space for your people to be their best. Right. So, you know, uh, I think um, I can't remember who it is, but there's someone who's like, I, I don't know how to do the job that they do, but I know to give them the space to do it, right? Sure. I, I know to let them be in their zone of genius. That's beautiful. Sure. That's great Very awareness. Beautiful. And thank you for sharing that because, you know, our audience really wants to know that everything's going to be okay, right? Sure. <laughs> like you can start something really hard. You can start something that you've never done before and you just surround yourself with the right people and move forward and take action. And that's it. I love that. So we are really running out of time here. And, uh, but we always like to ask, do you have one juicy golden nugget to, to gift our audience with before you leave the show today? Sure. Thank you so much for asking. But I, I guess I would piggyback off, you know, what, what we were just talking about. I think that it's very, first of all, it's very important to have balance in your life. That's, that, that I think, you know, will help anyone in, in, in their journey just to have balance, you know in your personal life, like you were saying in the beginning of the show, it's so important to fill your cup with the right things. And I would say the advice is really to follow your dreams. You know, I had this dream since I was a child. There were some people that were saying like, you know, sell the company, sell the name. It's not going to work. And you know what? I said, I have to listen to my inner voice. As long as you're connected and that voice is pure, and it's coming from a pure place, I say go for it because, you know, we're we're all in the image of the creator, right? And really, we have this like really infinite power if we tap into it to create and to, to really achieve what we believe in. So believe in your dreams and go for them. That's my nugget. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for uh, stay, sticking with us through all the technical difficulties uh-huh. today. And um, wonderful story, wonderful message. Uh, Thank you again. Thank you so much, ladies. Look forward to staying in touch. Thank you, Esther. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us today and keeping us in the top 10% of podcasts in the world. Ask us how you can promote your business on this podcast as a sponsor. And make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. We're sending you lots of love and gratitude. Have a magical day. 